Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel, about an hour and something straight train ride south from London. We're here uh, trying to continue to promote Srila Prabhupada's books, to hear them and read them simultaneously to hearing them in order to better be able to enter and absorb and assimilate these instructions that are given in the Srimad Bhagavatam by Vyasadeva and Shukadev Goswami and which explain the absolute truth fully as much as we can um, assimilate in this Kali Yuga the commentary on Vyasadeva's work of Vedanta Sutra and the Mahabharata the Srimad Bhagavatam the last work that the sages of Naimisharanya heard in their great sacrifice to try to um, protect the Kali Yuga slow it down Srimad Bhagavatam Mihima Stotram uh, by Srila Sanatana Goswami uh, glorifies the Bhagavatam and explains exactly in a nutshell what it is. It goes like this Sarva Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwanduritaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Marekabando Matsangin Madguru man mahadana manistadagamad bhagya mad anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin adini chuchatakara. Hanamunchagadashin mam premna rit kantajokspura. 
O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the 29th chapter of the 4th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam talks between Narada and King Prachinabarhi. Narada Muni so kindly is repeating everything that he heard, everything that he spoke to King Prachinabarhi because it was difficult for him to understand. So he's explaining what all the allegorical meanings and words and concepts mean so that we can thoroughly understand what this material world is and what we should do about it. We're beginning with text 21. What was previously explained as Chandavega, powerful time, is covered by days and nights, namely Gandharvas and Gandharvis. The body's lifespan is gradually reduced by the passage of days and nights, which number 360. Purport. The word, parikaran, par, the word parikrantya means by traveling. The living entity travels on his chariot day and night during a year consisting of 360 or more days and nights. Life's progress is taken for the unnecessary labor required to cover these 360 days and nights of life. Text 222, I mean text 22. What was described as Kalakanya should be understood as old age. No one wants to accept old age. But Yavaneshwara, Yavanaraj, who is death, accepts Jira, old age, as his sister. Purport. In cage Within the body, the living being accepts kalakanya, old age, just before death. Yavaneshwara is the emblem of death, Yamaraj. Before going to the place of Yamaraj, the living entity accepts jara, old age, the sister of Yamaraj. One who was subjected to the influence of Yavanaraj and his sister one is subjected to the influence of Yavanaraj and his sister due to impious activity. Those who are in Krishna consciousness and are engaged in devotional service according to the instructions of Narada Muni are not subjected to the influence of Yamaraj and his sister Jara. If one is Krishna conscious, he conquers death. After leaving the material body, he does not accept another body that is material, but returns home back to Godhead. This is verified by Bhagavad Gita 4.9, text 23 to 25. 
The followers of Yavaneshwara, Yamaraj, are called the soldiers of death, and they are known as the various types of disturbances that pertain to the body and mind. Prajvara represents the two types of fever, extreme heat and extreme cold, typhoid and pneumonia. The living entity lying down within the body is disturbed by many tribulations pertaining to providence, to other living entities and to his own body and mind. Despite all kinds of tribulations, the living entity subjected to the necessities of the body, mind and senses and suffering from various types of disease is carried away by many plans due to his lust to enjoy the world. Although transcendental to this material existence, the living entity, out of ignorance, accepts all these material miseries under the pretext of false egoism, I and mine. In this way he lives for a hundred years within the body. What a succinct summary of material life. Purport. In the Vedas it is stated, Asango Yayam Purusha. The living entity is actually separate from material existence, for the soul is not material. In Bhagavad Gita it is also said that the living entity is the superior energy and the material elements, earth, water, fire, air, and so on, are the inferior energy. The material elements are also described as bina, or separated energy. When the internal or superior energy comes in contact with the external energy, it is subjected to so many tribulations. In Bhagavad Gita 2.14, the Lord also says, Matras parshas tu kaunteya shitoshna sukadukadaha. Because of the material body, the living entity is subjected to many tribulations brought about by air, water, fire, extreme heat, extreme cold, sunshine, excessive eating, unhealthy food, maladjustments of the three elements of the body, kapha, pitta, and vayu, and so on. The intestines, the throat, the brain, and other parts of the body are affected by all kinds of diseases, and they are so powerful that they become sources of extreme suffering for the living entity. The living entity, however, is different from all these material elements. The two types of fever described in this verse can be explained in contemporary language as pneumonia and typhoid. When there is an extreme fever in the body, there is typhoid and pneumonia, and they are described as prajvara. There are also other miseries created by other living entities. The state exacts taxes, and there are so many and so many, there are also many thieves rogues and cheaters. Miseries brought about by other living entities are called adibotika. There are also miseries in the form of famine, pestilence, 
scarcity, war, earthquakes, and so on. These are caused by the demigods or other sources beyond our control. Actually, there are many enemies of the living entities and these are all described to point out how miserable this material existence is. Knowing the basic misery of material existence, one should be induced to get out of the material clutches and return home, back to Godhead. Actually, the living entity is not at all happy in this material body. Because of the body, he suffers thirst and hunger and is influenced by the mind, by words, by anger, by the belly, by the genitals, by the rectum, and so on. Manifold miseries encircle the transcendental living entity simply because he desires to satisfy his senses in this material world. If he simply withdraws from activities of sense gratification and applies his senses in the service of the Lord, all the problems of material existence will immediately diminish and with the advancement of Krishna consciousness he will be freed from all tribulation and after giving up the body will return home back to Godhead. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāya. Text 26 and 27. The living entity by nature has minute independence to choose his own good or bad fortune. But when he forgets his Supreme Master, the Personality of Godhead, he gives himself up unto the modes of material nature. Being influenced by the modes of material nature, he identifies himself with the body and for the interest of the body becomes attached to various activities. Sometimes he is under the influence of the mode of ignorance, sometimes the mode of passion, and sometimes the mode of goodness. The living entity thus gets different types of bodies under the modes of material nature. Purport These different types of bodies are explained in Bhagavad Gita 13.22 Purushak Prakritistohi Bhukte Prakritijan Gunan Karanang Gunasangosya Sadasad Yonijanmasu The living entity in material nature follows the ways of life, enjoying the three modes of nature. This is due to his association with that material nature. Thus he meets with good and evil among various species. Because of associating with the modes of nature, the living entity gets a variety of bodies from the 8,400,000 forms. It is clearly explained herein that the living entity has a little independence indicated by the word swadrik, meaning one who can see his own welfare. The living entity's constitutional position is very minute and he can be misled in his choice. He may choose to imitate the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A servant may desire to start his own business and imitate his master. And when he chooses to do so, he may leave the protection of his master. Sometimes he is a failure 
and sometimes he is successful. Similarly, the living entity, part and parcel of Krishna, starts his own business to compete with the Lord. There are many competitors out to attain the Lord's position, but to become like the Lord is not at all possible. Thus, there is a great struggle for existence with the material world as different parties try to imitate the Lord. Material bondage is caused by deviation from the service of the Lord and attempts to imitate Him. The Lord is imitated by Mayadevi philosophers who try to become one with the Lord in an artificial way. When the Mayavadi philosophers think of themselves as liberated, they are under the delusion of mental concoction. No one can become one with or equal to God. To imagine this is to continue one's bondage in material existence. Srila Prabhupada Ki, what a purport, what a purport. Text 28. Those who are situated in the mode of goodness act piously according to Vedic injunctions. Thus they are elevated to the higher planetary systems where the demigods live. Those who are influenced by the mode of passion engage in various types of productive activities in the planetary systems where human beings live. Similarly, those influenced by the mode of darkness are subjected to the various types of misery and live in the animal kingdom. Purport There are three planetary systems, upper, middle, and lower. Those influenced by the mode of goodness are given places in the upper planetary system, planetary systems, Brahmaloka, Satyaloka, Tapaloka, Janaloka, and Maharloka. Those influenced by the mode of passion are given places in the Burloka and Bhuvarloka. Those influenced by the mode of ignorance are given places in Atala, Vitala, Sutala, Talatala, Mahatala, Rasatala, Patala, or the animal kingdom. Qualitatively, the living entity is the same as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but because of his forgetfulness, he, he gets different bodies in different planetary systems. At the present moment, human society is overly influenced by the mode of passion, and consequently, people are engaged in working in big factories. They forget how distressful it is to live in such places. In Bhagavad Gita, such activities are described as ugra karma, that is, distressful activities. Those who utilize the energies of the worker are called capitalists, and those who actually perform the labor are called workers. But both the capitalists and the workers are in the modes of passion and ignorance. The result is that there is always a distressful situation. In contrast to these men are those influenced by the mode of goodness, the karmis and jnanis. The karmis, under the direction of the Vedic instructions, try to elevate themselves to higher planetary systems. The jnanis 
try to merge into the existence of Brahman, the impersonal feature of the Lord. In this way, all classes of living entities in various species of life are existing within this material world. This explains superior and inferior life forms within the material world. Another one, classic purport. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text, text 29. <clears throat> Covered by the mode of ignorance in material nature, the living entity is sometimes a male, sometimes a female, sometimes a eunuch, sometimes a human being, sometimes a demigod, sometimes a bird, an animal, and so on. In this way, he is wandering within the material world. His acceptance of different types of bodies is brought about by his activities under the influence of the modes of nature. Purport Actually, the living entity is part and parcel of the Lord. Therefore, he is spiritual in quality. The living entity is never material and his material conception is simply a mistake due to forgetfulness. He is as brilliant as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Both the sun and the sunshine are very brilliant. The Lord is like the full shining sun and the living entities are like the small particles of that sun which constitute the all-pervasive sunshine. When these small particles are covered by the cloud of maya, they lose their shining capacity. When the cloud of maya is gone, the particles again become brilliant and shining. As soon as the living entity is covered by the ignorance of maya or darkness, he cannot understand his relationship with the Supreme God. Somehow or other, if he comes before the Lord, he can see himself as shining as the Supreme Lord, although he is not as extensive as the Lord. Because the living entity desires to imitate the Supreme Lord, he is covered by Maya. We cannot imitate the Lord, nor can we become the Supreme Enjoyer. This is not possible. And when we think it is, we become conditioned by maya. Thus, the encagement of the living entity under the clutches of maya is brought about by forgetfulness of his relationship with the Supreme Lord. Under the influence of maya, the living entity becomes exactly like a person haunted by a ghost. Such a person speaks all kind of nonsense. When the living entity is covered by the influence of maya, he becomes a so-called scientist, philosopher, politician, or socialist. And at every moment, presents different plans for the benefit of human society. All these plans are ultimately failures because they are illusory. In this way, the living entity forgets his position as an eternal servant of the Lord. He instead becomes a servant of Maya. In any case, he remains a servant. 
It is his misfortune that by forgetting his real contact with the Supreme Lord, he becomes a servant of Maya. As a servant of Maya, he sometimes becomes a king, sometimes an ordinary citizen, sometimes a brahmana, a shudra, and so on. Sometimes he is a happy man, sometimes a prosperous man, sometimes a small insect, sometimes he is in heaven, and sometimes in hell. Sometimes he is a demigod, and sometimes he is a demon. Sometimes he is a servant, and sometimes he is a master. In this way, the living entity wanders all over the universe. Only when he comes in contact with the bona fide spiritual master can he understand his real constitutional position. He then becomes disgusted with material existence. At that time, in full Krishna consciousness, he regrets his past experiences in material existence. This regret is very beneficial because it purifies the living entity of material, conditional life. He then prays to the Lord to engage in his service. And at that time, Krishna grants liberation from the clutches of Maya. Lord Krishna explains this in Bhagavad Gita 7.14 Daivi yesha gunamayi mamamaya duratyaya mamevaye prapadyante mayam etang tarantite This divine energy of mine, consisting of the three modes of material nature, is difficult to overcome. But those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it. Only by the grace of Krishna can one get out of the clutches of Maya. It is not possible to get out of the mental speculation of other activities or other activities. It is not possible to get out to get out by mental speculation or other activities. When the living entity understands his real position by the grace of Krishna, he keeps himself always fit in Krishna consciousness and acts accordingly. Thus he gradually becomes completely free from the clutches of Maya. When he is strong in Krishna consciousness, Maya cannot touch him. In this way, in the association of Krishna conscious devotees, the living entity can get free from the contamination of material existence. In this connection, Śrīla Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami says, Tate Krishna Bhaje Kari Gurura Sevana Maya Jale Chute Paya Krishnara Charana In the Krishna conscious state, the living entity engages in devotional service under the direction of the spiritual master. In this way, he gets out of the clutches of Maya and takes shelter under the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. C.C. Madhya 22 25 texts 30 and 31 the living entity is exactly like a dog who overcome with hunger goes from door to door for some food according to his destiny he sometimes receives punishment and is driven out and at other times receives a little food to eat similarly the living entity 
being influenced by so many desires, wanders in different species of life according to destiny. Sometimes he is high and sometimes he is low. Sometimes he goes to the heavenly planets, sometimes to hell, sometimes to the middle planets, and so on. Purport The living entity's position is herein likened to a dog's. By chance a dog may have a very rich owner, and by chance he may become a street dog. As the dog of a rich man, he will live very opulently. Sometimes in Western countries we hear of a master leaving, mil <laughs> leaving millions of dollars to a dog in his will. Of course, there are many dogs loitering in the street without food. Therefore, to liken the conditional existence of a living entity to that of a dog is very appropriate. An intelligent human being, however, can understand that if he has to live the life of a dog, he had best become Krishna's dog. Prabhupada ki jai. In the material world, a dog is sometimes elevated and is sometimes on the street. But in the spiritual world, Krishna's dog is perpetually, eternally happy. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has therefore sung, Vaishnava Thakura Tomar Kukura Baliya Janahamore. In this way, Bhaktivinoda Thakur offers to become a Vaishnava's dog. A dog always keeps himself at his master's door and does not allow any person unfavorable to the master to enter. Similarly, one should engage in the service of a Vaishnava and try to please him in every respect. Unless one does so, he does not make spiritual advancement. Apart from spiritual advancement, in the material world, if one does not develop his qualities and goodness, he cannot be promoted to the higher planetary system. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 14.8, Urdvang gach chanti sattvasta madhye tishtanti rajasaha jaganya guna vritista ado gach chanti tamasaha Those situated in the mode of goodness gradually go upward to the higher planets. Those in the mode of passion live on the earthly planets. And those in the mode of ignorance go down to the hellish worlds. There are many varieties of life in the different planetary systems and these come about due to the living entities developing his qualities in goodness, passion and ignorance. If one is in goodness, he is promoted to the higher systems. If in passion, he remains in the middle systems and if in ignorance, he is pushed down to the lower species of life. Text 32 <clears throat> the living entities <clears throat> the living entities are trying to counteract different miserable conditions pertaining to providence other living entities or the body and mind still they must remain conditioned by the laws of nature 
despite all attempts to counter these laws. PURPORT Just as a dog wanders here and there for a piece of bread or punishment, the living entity perpetually wanders about trying to be happy and planning in so many ways to counteract material misery. This is called the struggle for existence. We can actually see in our daily lives how we are forced to make plans to drive away miserable conditions. To get rid of one miserable condition, we have to put ourselves in another kind of miserable condition. A poor man suffers for want of money, but if he wants to become rich, he has to struggle in so many ways. Actually, that is not a valid counteracting process, but a snare of the illusory energy. If one does not endeavor to counteract his situation, but is satisfied with his position, knowing that he has obtained his position through past activities, he can instead engage his energy to develop Krishna consciousness. This is recommended in all Vedic literature. Tasyaiva heitok prayate ta kovido nalabhyate yad brahmatam uparyadaha ta labhyate dukabad anyataksukam kalena satvartra gabira rangasa. Persons who are actually intelligent and philosophically inclined should endeavor only for that purposeful end which is not obtainable even by wandering from the topmost planet, Brahmaloka, down to the lowest planet, Patala. <clears throat> as far as happiness derived from sense enjoyment is concerned, it can be obtained automatically in due course of time, just as in course of time we obtain misery even though we do not desire them. Bhagavatam 1.5.18 One should simply try to develop his Krishna consciousness and not waste his time trying to improve his material condition. Actually, the material condition cannot be improved. The process of improvement means accepting another miserable condition. However, if we endeavor to improve our Krishna consciousness, the distresses of material life will disappear without extraneous endeavor. That Krishna therefore promises kontiya pratijanehi name bhakta pranashati. O son of Kunti, declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. Bhagavad Gita 3.9.31 One who declares it, one who takes to the path of devotional service will never be vanquished despite all miseries of the body and mind and despite all misery brought about by other living entities and providence, miseries which are beyond our control. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 33. <clears throat> a man may carry a burden on his head, and when he feels it to be too heavy, he sometimes gives relief to his head by putting the burden on his shoulder. 
In this way, he tries to relieve himself of the burden. However, whatever process he devises to counteract the burden does nothing more than put the same burden from one place to another. Narada Muni Ki Jai Purport This is a good description of an attempt to transfer a burden from one place to another. When one gets tired of keeping a burden on his head, he will place it on his shoulder. This does not mean that he has become freed from the strains of carrying the burden. Similarly, human society in the name of civilization is creating one kind of trouble to avoid another kind of trouble. In contemporary civilization, we see that there are many automobiles manufactured to carry us swiftly from one place to another. But at the same time, we have created other problems. We have to construct so many roads, and yet these roads are insufficient to cope with automobile congestion and traffic jams. There are also the problems of air pollution and fuel shortage. The conclusion is that the processes we manufacture to counteract or, minimizing our dis or minimize our distresses do not actually put an end to our pains. It is all simply illusion. We simply place the burden from the head to the shoulder. The only real way we can minimize our problems is to surrender under the personality, Supreme Personality of Godhead and give ourselves up to His protection. The Lord, being all-powerful, can make arrangements to mitigate our painful life in material existence. Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Jai What an earful, what a heartful these verses and purports we just heard. I'll stop reading now at 7.47 and we'll start tomorrow at text 34. As Narada Muni considers, con continues to break the bondage of our illusion. Hare Krishna. And now we'll wait patiently for the realizations and the reflections of the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. First is from Rati. Yes, Rati Manjari. Hare Krishna. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, kindly bless us again and again with his sacred wisdom. Hare Bo. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai. Bhaktivedanta Purports Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. This is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Jai Maharaj. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees. Thank you, dear Maharaj, for delivering this daily reading service with your Samadhi Bhashya, having <laughs> assimilated lovingly in your lifelong service of Sri Guru and Goranga with your mind, body, and speech. All glories to you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hare Bo. 
Well, that's hard to hear, but anyway, thank you for the encouragement. This is from Brajvalaba. Yes, Brajvalaba. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace. Is it that one acts and gets the mercy to meet the spiritual master, or is it the mercy of the pure devotee that he kindly tells the truth? It's both. It's both. Because the spiritual master doesn't appear to someone who is not uh, prepared to hear the truth. Only one who is prepared to hear the truth is eligible to receive the, by providence, the mercy of the spiritual master. But still, Lord Chaitanya came and taught us to spread Krishna consciousness to everyone without discrimination. But so many people, those of us who have gone out on the street and distributed Prabhupada's books regularly for a long time, know that most people, they just say no. No time. Too busy. Too many other things more important. So those who can stop and listen, they have, by their previous activities, uh, learned uh, from whom they, they need to hear. And then they get the mercy of the spiritual master. The presence and the mercy of the spiritual master. Hare Krishna. And thank you, by the way, for that question. It was deep and meaningful. He says also, in addition, what is the requirement of the disciple to actually make progress? Uh, sincerity and honesty and freedom from envy. This is the first, second verse in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Dharma projito kaitavotra paramo nirmatsaranam satam. This Bhagavatam kicks out all cheating religion and those who are nirmatsaranam, freedom from, free from envy, and satam, honest or sincere, are eligible to hear. Hare Krishna. This is from Anandamurti Devi Das. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Today, Srila Prabhupada gave a very clear example that we are like dogs wandering in this material <laughs> world. Srila Prabhupada explains very nicely that, quote, but in the spiritual world, Krishna's dog is perpetually, eternally happy. End quote. I thought, what a simple way. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> yes. Prabhupada used to call these our dog callers, our Kuntimala. If we have a good master, it's good. She also adds, it is also nice to hear, quote, the only real way we can minimize our problems is to surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead and give ourselves up to His protection. The Lord, being all-powerful, can make arrangements to mitigate our painful life in material existence. This is another example of the answer to Brajbalaba. Hmm. 
to his question. Read it again. The only real way we can minimize our problems is to surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead and give ourselves up to His protection. And give ourselves up to His protection. As long as we try to protect ourselves with something else, then we cannot remove the material miseries. If we give ourselves up to His protection, then we become free from that fear. This is the process of surrender. First, to accept those things which are favorable for devotional service. Second, to reject those things which are unfavorable for devotional service. Then, with that mentality, one begins to feel the presence of the Lord. And when we feel the presence of the Lord during the day, we feel protected. And when we feel protected, we want our will to be the same as His will. That's oneness to be in agreement with the Lord, what He wants us to do, and He wants to do to save the fallen conditioned souls. And from that consciousness, you become truly humble, meek and humble. As, and as Jesus said, the meek shall inherit the earth. Hare Krishna. That's what it means to surrender under the protection of the Lord. This is from Rohini Nandana. Yes, Rohini Nandana. <coughs> Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Yes, the last two verses in purports are especially powerful and encouraging. Mm. Also, I was struck by the point how each pain of the body and mind we experience is a soldier of death. Mm. So each misery is a reminder of the ultimate misery mm. of your servant. Hare Krishna. Nice. That was a great reflection. Thank you, Rohini Nandana. And I'm also experiencing, as I get older, next year will be 77. That's no joke. And I'm finding out that whenever I'm preaching vigorously, the, the pains in the bodies reduce. And whenever I'm not, they increase. So if I could just do this 24 hours a day, I would be free from pain. Hare Krishna. This is from Subarao Rajagopal. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri Prabhupada. All Prabhupada. glories to His Divine Grace. Thank you for your daily readings. As we take a shower every day to externally cleanse ourselves, we need to listen to these purports to cleanse our internal mental ignorance state. Daily readings, ki jai. Jai ho. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. This is the Bhagavatam's instruction from the very beginning. Not just once in a week or once every year on Krishna's birthday or something like that, but every day, regularly, nityam, always, without stopping. This, can, this is the secret to purification and absorption and to become actually attracted and attached to Krishna and eventually to fall in love with Krishna. That's the goal of life. We want to fall in love with anything and everything except Krishna. But if we fall in love with Krishna, everything becomes clear and uh, as my father used to say, copacetic. 
Hare Krishna. Anyway, what can I say? It was a wonderful reading, wonderful session. And in this way, as Srila Prabhupada said to us right at the end, before he left us, just go on discussing Srimad Bhagavatam among yourselves and everything will remain clear. So now we're living in an atmosphere of opposition all over the world. People are criticizing one another. They're in dissension against all kinds of authority. They're fighting with one another. They're spreading hate and misinformation and falsity in the name of truth. And therefore, it is very difficult to keep ourselves fixed on what unity really means. Unity, instead of disunity, is caused by putting something other than Krishna in the center of our existence, in the center of our lives. So let us not fall into the um, mistake and illusion of fighting with one another when actually the, the, the enemy is maya, the illusory energy. The only way to become free from that illusory energy is to actually put Krishna in the center. And the way we do that is by the mercy of our founder, Acharya, Srila Prabhupada, who is the Shiksha Guru of every single devotee in ISKCON from now until it exists, as long as it exists. So put Prabhupada back in the center of your lives by hearing from him every day and explaining what you've heard in your own words to others. This will bring about self-realization and devotional love for Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, as the all-merciful Nardamuni repeats again and again the truth to us to free us from illusion. Hare Krishna, see you tomorrow.